So if you're digging for a living as you listen to this podcast, you know there's no better skid steers and mini excavators than Kubota. Victoria's number one Kubota construction dealer is Supergroups. You won't dig up a better deal. Full on service, no empty promises. Supergroups.com.au Good morning. Decisions, decisions. Every coach is facing them. The margin calls to obsess and agonise over. Doubtless, it's happening ahead of the first weekend of AFL finals and it's been happening in England. Justin Langer has made his decisions for the fourth test at Old Trafford. Usman Khawaja is out. Manus Labashain will bat three. And Marcus Harris retains the right to open. Mitch Stark replaces James Pattinson, as was always planned, and Peter Siddle holds his place in the 12. There's no Mitch Marsh, and Matthew Wade stays at six. These are unequivocally the right calls. Kawaja is a nicker in English conditions. Moving him to open would have been both flawed logic and false economy. It would have been finding a place for a senior player rather than staying the course. Labashain is all heart. He's already experienced test cricket at three and outside of Steve Waugh, he's Australia's flourishing batsman in the series. His fighting qualities will and have already served his team well. Harris is the long-term opener. He's been unsettled once. The judgment call at the start of the series went against him. It's time to nurture him. It's time for occupation. Harris should be trusted not just through the rest of the series, but into the long term. And this is the moment to release the pent-up Stark. When the blueprints were put together, it was to find the moment of maximum damage and left-arm variety. It's needed now. And Pattinson wasn't to play back-to-back tests. He was wilting at the end at Headingley. Stark takes his place for the additional firepower. So there'll be three changes. There could be a fourth if Siddle comes in, although I suspect he doesn't. Typically in test cricket, these are the markers of disruption. But this Ashes series isn't your typical selection case study. Australia promised to be nimble and to be aggressive. It promised to box clever. This was the strategy. And kudos to Justin Langer and Trevor Hones for holding their nerve. For the risk here was to balk It was to do nothing or it was to overreact and clutch at something, snatch at something that just a matter of days ago was so close. They think about Muhammad Ali getting his bike stolen after the last week. You know, he got his bike stolen and that was the fire that he needed to become the greatest boxer of all time. And we felt a bit like we've got our games, the the ashes stolen the other day. Now we're going to work out whether we... and. And to England's great credit, they, that's what they did. They, they, they won that test match. And uh, so we felt a bit like it had been stolen from us. But now we've got to work out how, what we're going to do. We're going to use that as fire. We're going to feel sorry for ourselves and let it slip. Um, the great players and the great teams and the, in business or life, they, they have their ups and downs, but they always fight back from it. That's a, you wouldn't see one champion player or one champion team or one champion business who hasn't done that. We had our ashes stolen. I really do like Justin Langer and the way that he talks. 0433981116 to have your say. There'll be those who don't believe in the decisions that have been made, but once Kawaja 
Once Smith comes back in at four, there's no dropping Labashane. He goes up to three. Kawaja, I know the numbers say he's an opener. He's not an opener in English conditions. So this is the right call. You have your say, 0433 98 11 16, and we'll workshop it as we go. England, for their part, Jason Roy is moving to four. He's not a red ball opener. Joe Denley is going to take his place. And I know it's counterintuitive to save a batting lineup that just ran, ran down 359. There's nothing to fear in England's batting. And uh, that plays into the Australian bowling decisions that have been made. These are exactly the selections call that AFL coaches will be making at the moment. The right player for the structure, the right player for the matchup, the right player for the dynamic, a player off a break, a player carrying an injury, a player to be trusted in a finals campaign. We'll workshop this over the next couple of hours. Nathan Buckley is here and Adam Simpson will join me at 10 from the West. As the players themselves, well, they're preparing the heightened atmosphere of finals and Scott Pendlebury and Luke Hodge gave voice to this. Be reliable to your teammates. That's probably the biggest one and especially this time of year. Um, you don't need to be heroes this time of year. you just got to go out there and be reliable. And funnily enough, you can, you can have so many superstars in your team. Um, but as long, as long as your teammates know what you're going to do and, and you're reliable to him, then that's normally the team that comes out um, successful at the end of the day. So that's what I've been trying to push onto this group. Uh, and if I ever coach in the future, that's, that's my, uh, my number one thing I'll be focusing on. From a player's point of view, it just goes up another level. And I know you probably hear that all the time, but just the intensity, um, you know, I think the sides that play well in finals are the sides that do the simple things better because um, the mistakes stand out so much. So the fumbles, the missed tackles, all the things like that, if we can do those really well, I think it keeps us in good stead. Pendlebury from 360 last night and Hodge on Talking Footy on Channel 7. Nathan Buckley is here. Bucks, good morning. Jared, how are you? I'm good. I've got to, I've got to, before we go there, yep. I've got to speak to Bob Murphy at some stage because mm-hmm. there's a new sport of kings. Mm-hmm. It's how late can I get here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I'm failing to read the traffic at the moment. I give myself an extra five or ten every morning and I'm just getting here at 9.02. <laughs> but, I'm, geez, I'm doing it. I think I'm doing it well, but I'm putting you under some heat. But the, thanks for uh, bearing with me. The traffic or the driver? Uh, I think it's a bit of both. <laughs> I really do. I'm I'm going to have a good sit down with myself. And <laughs> um, the art of selection. So Justin Lang has just been through it, and yep. he's not the sole figure. So you'll have mat- match committee in cricket, chairman of selectors, yep. coach come together. Overall plans and blueprints, gut feel reacting to what's in front of you. How, how? What have you learnt about the art of selection over your time as coach? Well, I think it's more about knowing yourself. As I, I think I say that relatively consistently. You, you've got to know yourself really well before you can make the right decisions for what you may need in a specific contest or at a specific period of your evolution as a team or as a squad. Um, and, I, and I think, that like, for us now, and, and it's this is probably the period of the year where I probably least like to um, you know spitball and, and open up and yeah. even even talking about it now is is um, is largely irrelevant because what the words are don't doesn't get it done so you can it's, it's to be thinking about what how things might actually project um, is not really what it's about it's it will be about action you know so even for take it to the cricket team I mean you believe that the decisions are right. Mm-hmm. I heard your monologue and you, you look at it and you go, for that logic, that logic, that logic, I see that. I see the reasons for those decisions. Not everyone is going to see it that way, but the only true test will be the performance. Um, 
you can even get the selection right, but the performance doesn't back up. No matter what what would have been a logical selection, that doesn't make the selection wrong. Yep. Um, so it's there's so many things that go into the mix to perform. Um, choosing the right people in the right spaces, in the right doses at the right times is part of that. So what's your responsibility to to give the performance the best chance? How how critical is selection? Like, do, do you have to make your right set of decisions to give it its best chance, notwithstanding that coming back the other way is not a straight equation? No, look, I think um, there are quite often – and I, you know, if I talk on in recent, you know, not specifically, but during this season, there will be uh, what I'd describe as fifty-two, forty-eight decisions every week on on a player in a role, and it and it'll be a it'll be around um, maybe something that you're maybe something we're focusing on specifically in that in that period of our evolution as a team of, of our growth, trying to find out something new about ourselves, trying to see whether that bloke mixes with that bloke, um, whether there's a young player who needs a little bit more support, hasn't pro- might not have um, performed as well, but you sort of feel like he's coming along or a player who's been entrenched and is having a bit of a lull, but you believe in them long-term to, to let them through. But they'll end up being 52, 48, decisions and and um i suppose it's difficult for a player to be in that zone where they where they don't really know whether they're in or out any given week it is a that's a challenge um in itself and it's a coaching challenge as much as it is for the individual but uh selection every every team selected every week will have those and it's largely around it sometimes it'll be about short term sometimes it'll be about longer term clearly when you get to the pointy end or when you when you're selecting for a test, you're selecting for right now, um, and that's. Um, but there's still there's still those marginal calls that you need to make. So do you prepare when you get to this point for a for a one-off final or for the final series? Do you make your decisions based on well, you know, you're playing two finals and you hope to play more? Oh, um, if if I said I, I don't really consider that, yep. I, I think we're we're just, we're just selecting to win win the game on Friday. Um, and I think in the end, if, you, if you're doing that, if you're doing that now, you really are thinking that this is our, this is the side that we think that, you know, if, if you didn't have injuries, if you didn't have concerns, if you had good form, that you would carry through the whole um, campaign. But the the reality is, is that things get thrown at you that you don't mm. expect. So we, we're more than ready and capable to deal with things that are thrown at us. Um, and I suppose that's part of selecting the twenty, the, the twenty-two that you finalise, um, is knowing that you have a few levers to pull in game if things aren't going the way that you wish, um, and that's um, that's important to to have as a go-to as well. And and that the plan B's we just you know we discuss. If you get into plan C, plan D, there's there's a fair bit that's not going right, <laughs> and um, you're pulling trying to pull irons out of the fire, but. Um, there's there's a couple of levers that you can pull, and I think you need to. I, I know I definitely know I need to know that I've got that in the mix of and the balance of our twenty two. When your match committee meets, is it tomorrow or well, today? Or it was interesting because we we've we've probably if I um if I said that that our side our side is fairly well selected. Mm-hmm. It's um 
the communication of it for the group will be today and tomorrow morning, um, and the and the public will be aware of it. I think tomorrow afternoon. Um, I think um, when we sat down and had a first cut of of where we thought that our squad would be, it's actually it actually picked itself. It really did pick itself. Um, and that doesn't mean that they were easy. There were there were, there were marginal calls at the end, and, and we've still got another training session to get through, which is which is problematic because you've you don't know where that's going to fall either. But um, but it, our our side, um, the side that takes the park on Friday, will be you know, in in our minds really really clearly that the best balanced side that we can take in against Geelong, and and it was pre- it was evident pretty early in our prep. And is. How close it is? How close is it to your notional first choice team? Well, how do you know? Yeah. Well, it, it notionally and figuratively and literally, it is our first choice team yes. um, because we wouldn't be choosing our second choice team. Yes. <laughs> Very good. And <laughs> um, a final's different. Scott Pendlebury and Luke Hodge gave voice to their experiences. You played in ten of them. First year at Collingwood, and then a big gap, and got back to them. Are they well, different? The stakes are higher. The the anxiety potentially rises um, if you wish to buy into that. Um, the the intensity and as a result, the intensity at different stages of a game is definitely up. You're playing against the best teams in the competition. Um, some of them are at their best. Others are, are, are grinding away, and that's you know. And you don't know whether that might be you. Um, we definitely lifted in the finals last year and played better footy than we had through the home and away, and we're going to have to do that again to to be where we want to be. Um, and I, but I I do think that Pendles' uh, take on it around the basics of the game that's what makes a good team. It's what makes a a good player, and the great teams and the great players just do the basics extraordinarily well. So I think that that is where where the game is at, and. It, and you talk about moments, and but there are there, there are so many moments, um, and we we talk about big moments. You know, maybe the one on ones in the air or on the ground, or a ball a ball that needs to be halved that that is de- defensively. They're the ones that are evident, and they're big moments because they're obvious to everyone. But there are big moments that aren't obvious to everyone. It might be positioning eighty meters off the ball. Um, it might be a bit of communication. 80 metres in front of the ball that um, that just creates an opportunity for a teammate, and that's so. So it's not always what we see as the marquee moments. There are uh, one thing you do know is uh, having played finals is that you remember them. You remember yeah. the ones that uh, that you either were in part of or fell short or didn't quite work or were significant. And, and not all of them are ones that people would be, you know, that the public and or the viewers would would have seen and. Or, or been commentated on. So when you when you say that, are there one or two that are in your head from you knew days that, gone yeah, by? Yeah, good on you. Um, in two, two, well, two thousand two, the, the nine point loss um, to Brisbane. Um, for me, there was one ground ball fifty five meters out from our goal in the third quarter, right at the end of the third quarter. And, and this happened in a couple of minutes, these two moments. And I just planted my left foot and I was I was, had the ball clean and I thought I, I'm going to get – I was going to get a couple of steps on the guy in front of me. 
and I was going to be able to have a shot at golf from about 48. And I was feeling it. I was pretty confident that I would have kicked it. Wet, wet day, clearly. But um, as I put my weight on my left foot, my studs slipped. So I, I slipped two inches and, and stayed up but didn't have the traction that, that I needed and, and anticipated at that moment. Um, got stuck with the tackle, tried to get the handball off and I don't think the, I don't think it went anywhere, but I knew that it was it was a possibility, a probability in, in all in everything that I knew. But for some I hit a soft bit of turf and, and just went. So that's one. The other was probably a couple of minutes later where um, and I've spoken to Anthony Rock about this a few times, um, where I went to cover someone on the half on our half forward flank and squeezed up on that and had my hand up and you like and, and thought I saw Pebs and said you cover Brad Scott who's running with me um and then when I looked up that Brad hadn't been covered and then it went down to Jonathan Brown who kicked the the goal a goal um to put them within three points towards the end of the third quarter and then they uh, Vossi scored a center bounce goal just before three quarter time so that moment was ended up really being a two goal swing, and they're, they're little moments that you know. So it's a miscommunication between two of our two of the leaders in the side at that point in time that that became critical. Um, no one would have seen that. No one, no commentator would have. Well, they may have, in, and you would have seen it if you had behind the goals vision later on. I would have thought, but it, but you know, Peps and I have been as tight as any player. Our, my relationship with him was really strong. Our communication was really strong. But at that moment, he th- I thought I'd communicated something to him. I thought he'd absorbed it. He probably thought that I was telling him something else. It didn't get it done. And it makes all the difference in a game that was, you know, 10 goals to nine, I believe. Mm. And, and it was a... Yeah, you know, it was a significant momentum shift in the game, and and Jonathan Brown still has to kick the goal yep. from fifty five, mind you, as he always did, um, and 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 then Vossi, you know, burst out the front of a centre bounce and, and kicked the goal there. So that, that was two goals in two minutes where we'd held them, we'd held them pretty well defensively. But the moments are important. How just out of interest, how vividly does your career live with you? So uh, last week at your fingertips, yet. Yeah. You could reenact the moment, which we looked at last night. It was exactly as you described mm. those moments. Mm. Like, have you got it at the catalogue? No, look, I think um, I think most people that have been conscious through their experiences have a fairly strong recollection of what it is. Now, I've always loved footy, um, and I've always, um, you know, I measured myself fairly strongly and clearly on what my previous capabilities were. So it was always about beating what I was recently, you know, what I was recently able to achieve, beat your next, beat your last best. Um, but then it, then it did, sh- then it shifted clearly. I was, I've spoken about that consistently, but the, the team elements, you know, are crucial. And then sort of, you remember the dynamic stuff more than the specifics. So the one with 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 Anthony in the granny—that's a dynamic one. Um, and it's not always about you; it's about how, and it's not always about a, a specific of what happens. Sometimes it's how you feel. Uh, but yeah, I do I do remember a bit of it. But I'm also, you know, I also understand that it is my truth and my yeah. recollection. And um, 
Sometimes you need to go back to the tape just to check it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually the way that you remember it. Nathan Buckley is here for the brand new Mornington's Telstra store, Shop 23, Mornington Central. Pop in and see Peter and his wonderful team and Duncan Thompson extensions from concept to completion, duncanthompson.com.au. More from Bucks at 10. Adam Simpson will join me from the West. I don't know how to lead you right now, boys. I don't know how to lead you with that experience. Sorry. Other than say that I'm f- so proud of this group. I f- love this group. We'll be hurt for a little while from this. We'll f- hurt. But I don't know what to say to make it better because nothing's going to make it better right now. But I believe in who you are. I believe in what we bring. But I don't know how to lead you right now. That's Collingwood from the Inside Out, the documentary that we spoke about about a month or six weeks ago when it premiered at the Melbourne Film Festival. It's on the ABC tonight at 9.30. That's the the starting off point. It it begins where it ends uh, after the grand final. We've spoken about this, Nathan, so I won't drag you back to it other than just this question. When you all watched it as a group... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, I have. Um, Mm. Did you... You watched it as a group? Yeah. What, What... what did it mean to people in the room, do you think, to uh, watch the journey? Well, what? no, it's, see, it, it's, we're watching the journey, but we're what, not watching the start or the end of it, really. It's just a part of it. It's, it, it's, um, yeah, the season's uh, a little yearly snapshots of, um, of, of competition. Um, so in and around that um, lies our connection our support of one another, our growth, um, where we fall short, where we where we excel, um, and everything in between. So it's the journey is exactly what it is, but it's not. It's not. It's not. As I said, it's just a part of it. And I think what it did was just once again reinforced who we are, how we go about it, um, and what we are a part of, um, which is quite separate to the competitive unit that you see on field and, and the, the, the people that are, are, are footballers on the weekend and, and go out to, um, you know, to do what they need to do for each other on the football field. So I think, I think that's probably what it reinforced for us that um, what is our DNA and, and what we believe is the way to um, approach each other and to, and to treat each other. And, and how that influences you know, our capacity to perform well in our chosen profession, which is which is you know footballs and coaches. It's nine thirty on the ABC tonight. Are you a believer that experiences in previous final series and what you lived through last year is an active component when you hit the finals again? Um, not necessarily. I think it informs it informs you about yourself once again. Not so much about the op- the, the opposition or. Um, yeah, this final series will be very different to last final series. Um, we like to think that we can find um, truths and you know, consistencies and patterns in things that 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 happen. And like we think that there's a pattern now with you know, sides that go and win premierships that are unexpected to. Um, that won't continue. Like at some point, the favourite will win. Yeah, 
<laughs> the the person who's who's got the the team who seems to have the best run and the best team and the best talent will win, and they often do. But just because we don't expect, haven't expected some of the the last couple of premiers, doesn't mean that they haven't been fated to win it and they haven't earned their opportunity. So, I, I don't think there's a lot. Of, like last year's final series exists on its own. Um, there's there's a whole lot of water that's passed under a whole lot of bridges since yep. then. And um, and we sort of go into this quite open-minded and, and steeled for uh, what's ahead. Do you think the players would have a sense of uh, this is this is what we have worked towards? This was the this is the exact opportunity that we um, we forecast at the start of the year. This is what we want for ourselves. You take the breath. We are in the top four. Yep. And this is it's, – it's not the resumption. I, I'd take yeah. your point on that. But – this was the purpose of this season was to get back to this opportunity. Yeah. Well, what was your – a little bit – aim a little bit higher. Was aim, that, aim a little higher. Aim a yeah, little so higher. Yeah, so it's just about not um, not have, not feeling like you needed to reinvent yourself. And, like, we do it – We but at the same time, I say that and we, re, we reinvent ourselves every day. If you're not looking for better, well, then you're going backwards. And the com- this competition is harsh. It's, it's um, um, you know, if, if you're not – if you're not, as I said, if you're not taking those steps forward, then someone else is stepping into that void for you. And if it's an if it's a an opposition or an opponent, well, then you're not going to be able to be proactive and be the be the aggressor and enforce yourself on the contest. So um, that's the mentality that we've taken into it. Um, and yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of words, but um, yeah, we're really looking forward to to, to knuckling down. Uh, more from Bucks after the latest from Meredith in the newsroom. Thanks, Meredith. Nathan Buckley for a couple more minutes. As the AFL is about to tour the Ark, they're going to float the Ark, their review centre. Have you got a view on the review centre? Fill me in. So we're actually so this is where, where the where the um, vision is going. Yep. And score reviewer is in there. Are we going to review Match the reviewer? reviewer? Isn't there? Are we we're going to get that far. I imagine we will. Yeah. I think um, we will. Lots yeah. of screens. Michael okay. Christian's going to be there so that he can do the match review work uh, sooner okay. within a 24-hour block, be part of uh, umpire training as well over yeah. time. But for the purposes of this final series, it's to increase the chances of getting the score review right. Actually, that might be my interpretation <laughs> rather than the way they explain it because well, I'm a sceptic. So what? Are you, it's to increase the chances of getting it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. use their best Two guys. Yeah. Um, I presume two, two games each. Yes. Uh, multiple re- replay screens. What we don't really have is any true technology outside of Ultra Edge on the posts. Are we taking a little more time to get it right um, or are we – did they mention anything I, I, about that? I would expect in the final series they would take the time to get it right. Well, you would expect that in the home and away that they would, would take the time. Like we um, – like this is how marginal things are. So – uh, Michael Walters' goal against Fremantle cost us four points. We lost by four points um, because the review was looking at the goal line. Still side bottom was there. It was clearly a foot over, I'm assuming, and and did not actually look at where Chris Main touched the ball clearly mm-hmm. to video off the boot. So if that had to cost us top four, I would would I think. We, I wouldn't be talking about it because it wouldn't serve our purpose and our focus going into an elimination final. But um, it would have been quite significant in our season. 
Um, yeah, no more to say about that because that's a what if. That's a what if that didn't occur. Uh, but but they but they I suppose I say that to highlight the fact that if we're going to open up this Pandora's box, we need to get it sorted. Um, and and if the AFL have taken further steps to uh, maximise the use of the technology or the or the the vision to get these decisions correct, well, I reckon this is a pretty good time to do it. Mm. It's been a slow burn between you and I. Was that it's, well? I- I've, I don't like it. I haven't liked yeah. it. And you sort of, well, something's better than nothing. It is. Yeah. It is. Except when something operates like that. Well, would you prefer to get more decisions right and know about more decisions that were wrong or get more decisions wrong and not know about those ones? I would prefer not to have a system that risked intervening in a way that this system has and causing errors rather than solving errors and hopefully that's what it doesn't cause this errors, system though. no all it has is we've had instances where balls that have been touched have been ruled as not touched and balls that haven't been touched has been ruled as touched <laughs> oh, we've had some preposterous reviews this i would year. have been around down in tasmania yeah. it was a goal yeah okay nobody thought it was touched score reviewers steps in and intervened happens at the scg um mm. but i i do believe this this gives it a much better chance. On the balance of it, have we got have have there been more right decisions than wrong decisions? Um, yes. So then it, it has been beneficial, but not not optimally, not ultimately. So it has been better than the last than the last um, strategies for it, whatever it is. Umpires, <laughs> just umpires. But I, I don't know if I've told this. I kicked a goal against Brisbane at one stage and it went right through the, the defender's hand. I threw my arm up like that <laughs> and and it was paid. I thought, okay, yeah, I'll take that. But that was what you like, – like stuff like that would happen, used to happen, especially the touched off the boot. It, it, was, it was quite prevalent. So I think the, the idea of checking it is, is spot on because there were so many decisions that did not actually – that weren't, actually, weren't correct – um, so even if you get – even if out of 15, you get five of them right and one wrong, you're still four decisions better off. So I think you protest too much, my friend. <laughs> I'm sure that is true. Mm. Uh, so the arc is ready. Let me ask you one more. Yep. Um, Justin Lang has brought Steve Waugh into the fold for the Ashes series. Yep. He was only going to be there for a period of time. They brought him back in. How How useful, how important have you found it to connect – a current group with its with its past, with its yeah. forefathers, as it were. What would you imagine Steve Waugh's influence would be? And this is something that you cherish at, at Collingwood. Yeah, and we've um, our players love hearing about the people that have walked the path before them, and it gives them more. Me- I think the US and the college system does this better than any, and over the top at times, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But they actually especially with the college where they know the players are only going to be there for four years. It's really easy to be selfish. It's really easy to be, make it all about you. And I think that that still is the bent. But when you start talking about players that have gone, you know, people that have been there before you and represented this school and, and achieved this and went through these situations, I think that gives them a perspective for that they're a part of something bigger than themselves. And I think that's, that becomes important to take away that that natural selfishness that can be there for a young athlete. Um, there's no doubt that 
our group have have uh, that bringing in past players has resonated, and we interview them. We want to know about their story, about their recollections of of being a Collingwood player, of being involved at the club. What were the what were the truths of the time? And we also ask them, how do you feel? How do you feel connected to the football club now? And when you see those guys that we will all we will all be like these our young players will all be yep. those those um, players at some stage, and they understand that. Um, it's actually great to get their recollections and to get their perspective. So that's probably that's that's quite um, quite ethereal. Like it's it's a it's a more um, environmental thing. Like I think Steve War would be as you know, he'd be a mentor and a leader. I would I would suggest. And the only way that that the coach or anyone in the leadership would have him in is if they felt that he was actually a really important part of the mix for this group right now to bounce things off, to have at, you know, at breakfast in the morning, to have at training sessions. Um, and that his, that his advice and his experience and his knowledge was able to be imparted and absorbed by the group at that particular point in time. So he just becomes, um, you know, another coach, another mentor, another advisor, um, another friend and confidant. Um, for one or more of the people in that party that actually implement, you know, that achieves uh, greater performance and greater, greater chance of success as a result. Otherwise, you don't have him there. Mm. Mm. All right. The next test is Wednesday night. Uh, the qualifying final is Friday night. Bucks, good luck. Thank you. I'll see you next week. You mean that? I do. Yeah, thank you. Nathan Buckley for the brand new Mornington Telstra store. Shop 23 Mornington Central. Pop in and see Peter and his wonderful team and Duncan Thompson extensions from concept to completion. DuncanThompson.com.au. At 10, Adam Simpson joins me. Your calls now, one 736 736 The ARC, the test selections, the finals coming. This is Waitley for Red Energy. Born and bred in Melbourne, that's Red Energy. And the BMW Expo sale event is now on at Doncaster BMW.